0: just like that, they buy it, they eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really. People, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, Stephanie, Stephanie, just, just, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. We are on episode one twenty nine. What's going on, Mills? What's up?
1: Yeah, <laughs> this is. I don't know why you're telling me what's up. We're all in the same place here. <laughs> <laughs> every time I hear "what's up," I'm like, you know what? He's been saying this every episode for one hundred twenty nine episodes, and I'm I stuck. still never see it coming. I, I but I also can't.
0: like. I, it, it's part of the shtick. It's part of the thing now. Like I'll, see, I'll say out.
1: this. I'll say this. I think, generally, humans are built to adapt to any sort of situation, and, you know, as as of course. It, why would we ever go a show without police or ambulance in the background um but that's also a at, for the show yeah yeah it's 100 percent. i mean at this point it's on every show i'm gonna wait for them to pass by because they seem like they're in a rush um
0: you re- but, remember those, uh, those like top fours that they used to do back on Twitter back in the day when they say, This is my top four, or, This is this is me in and four and yeah. images. The HO's top four would be your radiator <laughs> clanking, <laughs> sirens, <Yeah>. uh, Asuka, <laughs> good or bad, and uh, we'll be the fourth one. All right, what's uh, going on? What's up, meals? Yeah, what's up, one? meals?
1: Good lord. Um, so that's been that. I'll say this. And, uh, and I'll go back to my original point. Um, humans will adapt to any situation. I'll say this over the last couple of weeks, I've begun adapting to this situation. I've done my my morning workouts are now being completed. Um, I have a general itinerary for the day. Um, I have to work from home from various times, but honestly, there's not much to do. So I kind of just <laughs> I, I read emails and then close them. Um, <laughs> uh <laughs> I, you know, I just been generally been eating, you know, of course, like once you build a kind of itinerary routine, a schedule, you kind of stick to it. And now I'm afraid I'm going to get used to it and actually not going to want to go back to work.
0: Oh, yeah. The moment they say this is the day, I'm going to say, OK, put a week on that and I'll be there <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
1: next Monday. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I need a week to, re- to recover, you know, of
1: course. So, yeah. From this announcement, just in general. Jesus Christ. What know are you trying to do to me?
0: What's really pissing me off is and I don't think anybody even really knows this, but I, I'm, I'm not bringing this up because I want the attention. I'm bringing this up because I'm mad because like I'm I'm I record in my like I have a makeshift a show podcast bunker in the closet. And mm-hmm. it's where all my sneakers and clothes are. And it's just like I bought so many clothes in the last week and I can't wear it anywhere. And like my birthday is on Thursday and I wanted I had an outfit that I, I've been planning to wear for like months and I, I can't wear it at all.
1: You can't be like um, Shy Gildress and Alexander and just league fit in from the crib. Like <laughs> I
0: just feel so silly. I've been in sweatpants for like a month.
1: Yeah, nah, it it, it would be ridiculous trying to get a fit off. No, I bought a lot of clothes. I actually bought, what did I buy? I bought my, you know, I don't buy a lot of Supreme that often, but I did um, a couple months ago. So I bought that. haven't been able to wear it. I have this jacket that's like, obviously, it's kind of a spring jacket. It's definitely between like winter and summer jacket. Never going to be able to wear it. We're not getting out till summer. So that jacket is a dub. Um, I have pants I bought. I have sh- other shirts that I bought. I bought a whole lot of things during my birthday week that I hadn't worn yet that I was planning, you know, like kill him in the summer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. no. I was summer. like really shocked the gram with this one. No. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll be lucky if we get a summer at this point. I don't even know. So. At least in New York. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have to go back to work. It's going to – then I'm going to be like <sighs> – Oh, my God. All right. Well, you know what? I don't want to think that far ahead. What's um, even,
0: it's even more ass about this is the RNC Cookout is is in big danger.
1: <laughs> First of all, it is in huge danger. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. From my personal standpoint, it's in huge danger. You live where it's located. You're like, okay, <laughs> this looks I, bad.
0: I will not come to there. <laughs> now I have for, a reason.
1: <laughs> but for me, I'm like, okay, yeah, like – nah planes like this is re. people like being in close proximity to people this has changed my perspective so much in being close proximity to people like i already didn't like going to concerts for various reasons yeah. um just how close proximity to- i don't like like open floor concerts like where everyone's like crammed i'm like nah i legitimately i'll play the back like or like ask somebody if you know is there another place I can stand or something along those lines? But yeah, now it's like, it's just tight. Uh, uh, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to talk about it. Okay,
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, what we do want to talk about is uh, last weekend. It was WrestleMania weekend. Uh, I'd have to say, you know, by all, by all statuses and, 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 all, you know, you know, all ways that we could, we could describe this. I'd say this, it was, it was a success. Both, both nights were a success before we get into it. Like, would you say that meals?
1: Yeah i would say so wwe's and success especially a social and digital success i mean who knew that a wrestlemania with no people would generate the highest social <laughs> engagement that they've had for any prior wrestlemania like i'll say
0: personally i'll say personally probably i i think more more on the nose for people that watch weekly i think a lot of people that watch this stuff like you know pretty regularly we were into it and and i think it was the most positive i had ever seen people on the company in a really long time other than like a couple of matches then we're going to get to those but like uh, i think just in general by the end of the night both nights it was a, a, a warrior success by, by 10 o'clock 11 o'clock it, it was everyone was was buzzed about it and ready for the next night or ready to talk about it
1: you know, I think just the general format of the lack of exhaustion from launching eight hours of wrestling and trying to figure out how everything fits into context, which, which was, to me, a much better way to do it. Now, will they do this next year? Probably not, <laughs> unless they can secure that stadium for two days in a row, which I would be hard-pressed to find them being able to pull that off two days in a row. We might get it to Romania after next Um if they decide to go that route but i feel like this is going to be a one-time thing um and
0: i at least for at least until like you said year after next i i, I don't think that they can finesse two to, two nights out of uh la next year but you know it, it was it, i really enjoyed it i think that everyone was able to get time everyone had time to get their shit off so to speak. I didn't think the edits were too egregious other than like Oscar's egregious edit in that first match on night 1. Oh yeah. Uh <laughs> there was a crazy edit nailed I nailed it. <laughs> there was a well. The there was a Kevin Owens edit. You, you you realize how quickly he got to the top of the sign. I thought that was funny. Uh, obviously the pre the pre taped uh, the Boneyard match, which we'll talk about, and the the fun the Funhouse match was obviously a pre tape. But I I didn't notice too many glaring editing issues uh, either nights. I have to say I had a blast with both shows. I'm a little bit more partial to Night One, uh, but
1: I had a blast. I would say so as well. How how would you—I'm also, also more partial, partial to Night One. How would you—what did you think of the rumors that they filmed two finishes to each match to avoid spoilers leaking out? And do you <laughs> think we'll ever get—if if, if that did happen, I can't confirm whether it has happened or not. But if it did happen, do you feel like they will ever release the bonus footage of the other— um, Finishes to these matches.
0: Well, 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 God damn it. They tried on Monday, right? <laughs> they they, they <laughs> did release the DLC of WrestleMania 36 on Monday night oh, yeah. as, as a main event. But, um, I don't think we'll see any of those finishes. I, I have to commend them. I think more than anything for thinking ahead and getting all this done and filming all this ahead and, and getting the storylines correct, introducing certain characters and on the show and, and proper, the night after and thinking ahead to saying, okay, we're going to introduce them when eyes are on them at the, you know, at most on this night and then have this person maybe the next night. I thought that there was a lot of very smart, things and this isn't a company that does a lot of very smart things
1: let's just be no honest. Th- they don't really think a lot of uh, ahead in that sort of situation it's kind of every every night might be you might hear Vince McMahon rewrote the entire script for Raw at 6 p.m. like so these are the things that are very surprising and very jarring when you're like oh they actually plan this out far in advance I'm wondering if there's a finish with of that tag team match without Bianca <laughs> Belair running <laughs> in like <laughs> is there one just in case they have cold feet or something but you know Honestly, I'll say this. In terms of watching both WrestleMania shows, I I 100% miss the crowd. I still miss the crowd. I think the live energy is just something you can't recreate. Um, However, I thought both shows were fair, did pretty well. I heard people saying this is one of the best manias they've ever seen. I can't agree to that, just at all.
0: (laughs) Um, Uh, Okay, okay, let's let, well, I mean, this is this show essentially going to be all mania talk because that's yeah the only mania
1: that talking. And don't forget, we got hot takes. Yes. I feel like we opened up, we opened up the hot take hotline, and yes. everyone has flooded with various takes. And
0: it's hot takes, right?
1: <laughs> Titus O'Neil face. That's all I got right now. <laughs> but let's talk about mania. Yeah, let's talk about mania.
0: Yeah, I um, I, I really do think that as far as where it stands. It was better. I think by proxy, it's, it's a better show than last year. Last year had better moments. You had Kofi. <sighs> you had... You had uh, this, this show didn't have... Oh, fuck, oh damn. I mean, will you, will you put the Boneyard into it? I in can this,
1: this WrestleMania will be an anomaly to me because this is the WrestleMania, to be honest with you. I cannot see them outside the Boneyard batch. I can never see them playing, replaying this WrestleMania ever again. Who knows? Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't see them playing it because just seeing it on TV, like we, we're buying into it because we're wrestling fans. We all love the programs and stuff. But buying into it when there's a crowd, I can't ever see them putting this in like. Packages and 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 sending this to networks and be like, okay, here's you know, play this mania, did is that let's play the mania where there was no sound and all you hear is grunting from Charlotte and and Rio for twenty five minutes, like let's play that. Like I can't see them playing this. To me, this WrestleMania is kind of like one of one. Yeah. Um, none before it I mean, and none to come, <laughs> none after it at this point because unless something else happens, but God forbid, but. I feel like this one is just, it's, it just, it's WrestleMania 36 and yeah. that's what it is. And it doesn't, I can't put it in the same category as other WrestleManias. I, I refuse to compare it to other WrestleManias. I refuse to say this is a top five, Matt, top five mania or anything along those lines. To me, this okay. is so different. To me, this is just so different. And it just, it's uncomparable to me, to the other shows that have been put on.
0: This is true. I, I think when you when you're in, in a vacuum, this isn't a WrestleMania yeah. <laughs> at all. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but like, That's think, what I'm saying. But I think as far as the name, I think they're always going to replay this WrestleMania because of the circumstances, because of what they were able to do,
1: because of the moments that the they Story made. behind it. The story behind it is way more interesting than the actual Romania itself. I thought the matches Hours. were great. No, the matches, I mean, the matches are great, don't get me wrong, but I feel like just the story of this WrestleMania, of creating this WrestleMania Mm -hmm, and keeping everything under wraps and bringing people in and doing all the stuff, the the Drew McIntyre story, the Edge story, all these other things that are brought into it, I think just the general air and the story around us, why Charlotte Flair wins and why Ray Ripley won't be seen for whatever amount of time. (laughs) There's so much different things that are brought into this fact that I think personally is more... It's more of the interesting grab when you talk about WrestleMania 36 than the actual card itself. That it's it's more interesting than Kevin Owens finally defeating Seth Rollins and getting his win back or or Charlotte Flair beating Shayna Baszler, which is big. But, you know, could have been it would have been comparable to the rest mm-hmm. had it been in a different circumstance.
0: Well, let's talk night one uh, yeah, really quickly. Let's do it. A really strong night of matches. I, I thought really the only weak to me match on the card that night was uh, Elias and Corbin. But it was again a match that you knew going in what it was going to be and for oh, yeah. the, time, the time they gave it i didn't hate it i thought that again i didn't watch it so. <laughs> oh yeah I, I didn't hate the match it went around like nine to ten minutes i think um elias yeah. did win but i thought it was strong i thought the, the uh alexa bliss and nikki cross tag match with it against the kabuki warriors is really really good as well uh really mm-hmm. showed off alexa bliss uh her babyface role I think that she she's really good in. I, I just wish they let her talk more. But I thought that she was really excellent in that match as well. But let's get yeah. to Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler. The third match that night. Both nights started with women's matches, which I thought was cool. It was the first also in WrestleMania history. Um, mm-hmm. I they were slugging out there, and let me just say that for every every women's match that was on this card on these two nights, they felt like fights, and they and they really uh, upped their game for every one of these matches. I, I think that. Baszler and Lynch was a match that was not what we expected it to be. It was Baszler giving, but it was also Lynch giving a lot too. And I think the lack Mm -hmm. of a crowd allowed them to do a lot more stuff, like the table spots that they did and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, no, I thought this was definitely a very physical match, which is kind of what I want from it. And, you know, I also don't want just Shayna Baszler brutalizing all of her opponents again. This is Becky Lynch. This is someone who's been a champion for 360, I mean, over a year at this point now, but this is someone who shouldn't be brutalized. They should kind of be on the same level when it comes to this kind of fighting thing. So for them to have this kind of back and forth contest, I thought it was great. I was surprised how short it went, um, which I think is probably being the only critique about this match. According to Wikipedia, it went eight and a half minutes long, which is Mm -hmm. short for any women's match in this day and age. Um, Especially when you're considering the women's tag team match, which has been an afterthought, went twice as long. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um so it's interesting. I'm wondering if editing came into play or something along those lines. Oh, abs- to... Absolutely. Yeah, maybe <laughs> Absolutely. they had to clean some stuff up. Maybe it 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 told a better story being concise as opposed to being a lot more drawn out. Um because when you have a tape WrestleMania, these are the things like you kind of take into account. Now it's like, okay, how do we tell the best story? Um, especially when you have this result of Becky Lynch going over, which I'm glad that we both predicted, and I think we both saved our. I mean, I don't think we would have ever came on the fire if, if with this result, if we were, if we didn't predict it. Yeah. Um, in terms of like us being overly like, oh my God, they ruined Shayna. Like, no, we would have never been there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no. Nah. I, I think that, again, we know how they book her, and I think that's the way that whether you're Triple H, uh, Bruce Prichard, or Paul Heyman, that's the only way to book her in that you survive her. You don't you know, explicitly beat her, um, yeah. and I think that's what Becky did. I, I do agree there was probably some cleaning up because I know that there's a lot of lag time in shannon matches where she just stands around. There's mm-hmm. none of that in this match, so if you go back and watch it, it's really just to the point. Get your stuff, get your stuff, and then it was over. Um, yeah, they, I, I, they replayed no. the the Kyrie Sane ending to that for, for her to beat mm. her. Um, I thought that was and I thought I was I was fun. I thought that was a good way to do it. I mean, it's literally the only way people ever beat Shayna, <laughs> Yeah, pretty <laughs> but, much. But again, it's the same thing that we said last week on our prediction episode. You don't want Shana, your big boss of the women's division, after you know your top heel, so to speak, to lose. Or, or win the title in front of no people where there could be no reactions. They, the WWE can't get the faces of people reacting, crying, and Becky, mm-hmm. you know, lose stuff. They, they love that. And you want to be able to have a, a, a good social reaction as well as an in-person reaction. Have Shayna work to it again. Have Shayna build herself up to whenever that they have people in the crowd, they can get the rematch, potentially Boston. You do that. I don't think Shayna's ruined I don't think Becky's ruined. Let her get her year, bro. Like she's never had a run like this. Let her have it.
1: She's the top person in the company. She just yeah. is like, yeah. it's not even there. It's to me. There, It isn't like her, hers, a and Romans B. I think she's number one. Yes. Yeah, period. Um, so these are the type of things that happen. I mean, we've seen it with so many number ones. You talk about John Cena, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan, all these other guys who just, you know, this is kind of like what happens unfortunately and fortunately at certain points. They're protected to a very high extent. Um, So, you know, we get this match. It is what it is. You just got to look forward to the rematch at this point because you know at some point Becky's number is coming up (laughs) and Shayna might have it. Yeah,
0: and that's all we really really need to know, you know. Um, We also had uh, Brian versus Sammy, which I thought was a strong match. I I thought that Sammy... Mm -hmm. Is it me or can he he he's not moving how he used to,
1: right? Um I would imagine not. I mean, he's been largely inactive for quite a number of months, so maybe he isn't moving the way he's moving. Um
0: his shoulders, but, I mean, like all the all the surgeries he's had, yeah. I, it looked to be he was still intense in the match. It, there was a lot of really cool spots that I, I did enjoy. Uh, the, him taking all the punishment from brian i thought was it was a really a really nice thing for him to be as, as far as far as a heel I, I think he's actually become a better heel to me in a lot of ways than ko has just just yeah. off of this artist collective group that he has because it's just a stronger he has stronger people to work off of
1: yeah and he's so obnoxious like obnoxious yeah. to the point where it's like get out my face and the way he wins itself is like oh my god i can't believe this motherfucker won like He's doing a very good job um, yeah. for him to still be in a kind of champion at this point. I think it's really, really, you know, I didn't. Ex- I don't know what I expected, honestly. I think Daniel, Bron- Temi Zayn continuing this run. Let's keep it going for as long as we can. Let's continue to build up this artist collective, which is a long term thing. Um, let's continue to see where it goes. Eventually, they're going to split up and it's going to create a couple more matches. Right.
0: Yeah, uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna do this again uh, pretty soon, or at least let Drew Gulak get into the mix, and then they all like I would love a three a triple threat between Gulak Zayn uh and brian that would be really fire or i mean put nakamura into it i I think that that would be these are the workhorses all working together and i think they 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 can do no wrong here i uh this is one of the matches where i thought that the no crowd really exemplified it and it was a it was shown a lot through night one the fact that no crowd allowed for the performers to actually talk and you to hear what they're saying and then to Mm -hmm. be able to sell different ways when sammy uh got locked into one of the holds and he said oh my god it hurts Mm -hmm. I, I was like, okay, I'm all in. And I think I forgot, yeah. or I, 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 didn't think, I didn't care about the, the no fans that much. Um, yeah. another, way, another thing that this enhanced with the ladder match, uh, the weird ladder match between, oh, yeah. this, this was for the tag team titles. This was announced earlier in the day. Uh, this was for the tag team titles. It was John Morrison, Jimmy Uso, and
1: Kofi Kingston,
0: but it, just them just
1: those yeah. those three and whoever won not the tag team partners yeah, yeah
0: the tech team par- i think this is probably a, a uh, precautionary method uh because it would have been six people plus the cameramen. probably would have been yeah. over 10 and that probably would have they, they wouldn't have been able to do that
1: no i mean there's certain points i think just and they said you know the kayfabe report was a got injured um there were some reports that Miz was sick or something along those lines, and they didn't want yeah. to take any chances about it. So I think that was kind of the situation. This is kind of only the only way that they can kind of really pull it off. Um, I thought they did a great job. John Morrison kind of – in terms of since his return, I think this has kind of been the moment that's like stepped up. You're like, wow, this guy – he goes. He he goes when he wants to go. Yeah. So he pu- he pulled up some amazing stuff. Kofi Kingston pulled off some amazing stuff. Won Kofi Uso. was wild. Yeah. I, the, the springboard her Corona from off the ladder to me is just wow. That could have went wrong in so many ways, but wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh,
0: I, there, this was another uh, victim of egregious uh, <laughs> egregious editing because you had Jimmy uh, falling off of the ladder onto the, f- the quote unquote floor. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the, the angle heard, change, right? Yeah, but you heard no yeah. thud. You heard no thud. <laughs> yeah,
1: and cut. <laughs> All right, Jimmy, you got to get back up there. We got to do it again from a different angle. Um, oh my
0: god, no! But it was it was a great match. I, I went four and a half on it. Um, yeah, I it's it was really spectacular.
1: good. Spectacular. Really, really my, interesting finish too. Mm-hmm. No, I agree as well. I think it's a it's a it's a finish that keeps them still hated but also like can't really be mad out of them they won the match like shit um so yeah it was really really good
0: hey hey ho ho uh next up the, the, there was the rollins and, and uh and owens match which hey i didn't think that they could put on a performance to the level that they did but mm-hmm. I thought that the the swerve that they pulled with the DQ, which, you know, if we got a DQ, I was like, OK, it's mania. They do finishes like this, but I'm I glad didn't like
1: the restart finish, though. Uh, I, I get it, but I didn't like the restart finish only because it cut off the match as it was in the momentum of the match. And then it kind of had to be restarted again. That's why I didn't like about it.
0: But I, I like the story of K.O. fighting from under the whole time because you're thinking, OK, he's not going to pull this off. And then he has to do something wild that Seth would never have thought that, he, you know, Seth, Seth would never have done. Uh, he had to mm-hmm. literally jump off of the mania sign, which, again, to me is a moment in itself because it's so freaking wild and K.O. Oh, yeah. It, it, he's insane. That
1: for sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: He's insane. This is remember the same guy who jumped off the hell in a cell, uh, you know, like, oh, well, no, that was wasn't that. No, I'm sorry. Other way around. It was Shane. On no, him. no, no,
1: no. No, I feel like Kevin Owens has definitely jumped off. I think he faced Shane at some point and jumped yeah. off a of hell in a cell.
0: Yeah. Remember, it was Shane, has, it was Shane jumping on KO. Remember, and Sammy moved him. That was what what it was.
1: No, but there was another one too. I feel like there was another one. Hold on, let me see. I yeah. might be wrong.
0: I think um, the other way.
1: No, no, no. I know there was another way with one, but I feel like I I feel like I've definitely seen Kevin Owens jump off a damn cell. Um.
0: But go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I I thought it was a great match. Uh, I I went really high on it. I think Seth, once again, when when motivated and when given an opponent that's not Dolph Ziggler, he can really put on some magic. And, and, you know, the right person won here. I'm glad that he won and they can potentially move. I don't think this is over with yet. I do think they are owed one more gimmick match before this is over with. So I think that's going to happen fairly soon, at least at whatever they think Money in the Bank is going to be. What do you think they're going to do with Money in the Bank? Hmm i don't Shit. mind i don't mind a crowdless money in the bank i just think that
1: again i think are, that's what essentially we're gonna get
0: but it's not gonna have eight people i think it, at most it'll have four to, four to six
1: would you would you push back money in the bank they're, i would they're, rather they're I mean, not they've already announced it yeah they already yeah. announced it so it's not like but i think i probably would have pushed i would have pushed until june um and then maybe get some big matches on the actual tape show. So we can at least look forward to a couple things, but um, money in the bank. I think we're just going to, we're going to get a bunch of rematches and a money in a bank match. We'll probably get qualifiers really, really soon. Um, I think that's next really, week. really soon. Yeah, yeah. Really soon.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's, that's literally next week. Um, yeah. I, I, again, but you know, did you see the, the, uh, the precautions they're taking? And this is why I think that, that we might get six, uh, at least six people in these matches. Uh, PW Insider reported that in WWE tapings that are coming up, the company is going to change the ropes, turnbuckles, canvas, aprons after every match into a complete sanitizing of the performance center after every row of tapings that they're going to do from now on because they're go- they're going to be taping this weekend.
1: Come on, how you can how can you not stand? How could you not stand a company that taking over the performers? I'm sure those folks. Somebody's gonna hate you. <laughs> those folks in Jacksonville slipping and sliding all over the same terms. <laughs> Come on,
0: Come Tony Khan. Like, hey, we don't got enough lysol, bro. We, we don't got t- enough
1: lysol for this. What are you want from me, man? Just you know.
0: <laughs> oh man! I, I, again, like you know, there, there are there are thoughts on both ends uh, about whether they should continue, but I I honestly think that. If there was, if it was possible, I think NFL is probably going to try and do something similar. I think N- NBA is going to try and do something similar. I oh, think NBA, sport-
1: you can forget people. <laughs> you yeah. can forget people. Yeah. These people are paid a lot more than these wrestlers. Um, I think with the NBA, I mean, I don't want to get my thoughts on NBA because you probably hear from some cool people eventually um, yeah. on the whole NBA stuff. But yeah, it, I, I applaud what WWE is doing. If they're taking these type of precautions with every match and everything like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, then we had Goldberg versus Braun Strowman. Of course that was announced uh, on Friday SmackDown. Um,
1: I, I don't have much to say about this match. Um, I Strowman won. Strowman won. I'm like, part of me was like, whatever, like whatever. But then part of me is also like, at least he won one. And I'm cool. happy well no, I don't he didn't, win, know, the, he didn't win the he room. Had that, he had this is true. He had that weird. Did you see that um social media post that he had a couple weeks ago regarding independent performers? And mm-hmm. He yeah. was um he was like, Yo, you guys, I don't understand why you guys are begging for money. You guys should have this more prepared in advance and stuff like that. And I was like, Bro, bad timing, terrible timing. And of course he didn't get like reamed at too bad. Um, because I think it's just it happened in the wave of like COVID and yeah. what's WWE doing. So it kind of got buried under a lot. But um he need to rethink that. Uh but I'd say at this point, at least he won so he can get out the way because his career was looking extremely shaky in the light. <laughs> um, especially after losing a title to Sami Zayn a number of weeks ago. It was looking real shaky in the light. At least he got one out the way. Braun Strowman's a world champion. That's all we cool. can say.
0: Cool. Cool. Uh shout out to Goldberg. You know, thank you for <laughs> thank you for the uh your your countless Con- contributions in beating the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, then we have the main event which is one of the most talked about things if not the most talked about thing before Sunday night happened <laughs> of Wrestle- WrestleMania weekend the Boneyard match which
1: shout out to AJ Styles main eventing a WrestleMania
0: for the first time. What the hell that a hey. I, I don't know it. much. I don't know much <laughs> that we can say about the Boneyard match that hasn't already been said this was an amazing, amazing piece of production. Shout out to Cornell and his team at NXT and the Performance Center for uh, helping to put that on. I, I think that, you know, from the beginning, we were questioning how the, you know, we were wanting to, more than anything, uh, mm-hmm. wanting to make sure that WWE got the cinematic and, and really put some time and effort behind these matches that weren't going to be at the PC. And they, they brought it in spades with the Boneyard mm-hmm. match. Took place in a field, obviously. There's so many moments here to talk about. I, I just want to, before we go to night two, we can get to the hot takes. Or, what were your favorite moments from the match? Just like your top two or three.
1: Whew, okay. Um, I would say all of AJ Styles trash talking. Oh, yeah. Just, his, just je- his
0: jeans. His jeans. Let me just go ahead and say his jeans.
1: His, <laughs> his jeans. jeans. Very boot cut. <laughs> it was like extreme boot cut jeans, man. Um, I would also say... You know, just the general return of American Badass Undertaker, I honestly think we're kind of in a time where we more treat more than ever treat The Undertaker like Mark Calloway. And I think yeah. it's because he's old and we kind of have this like this feeling of like, you do know, like you got that much left and that looked like it hurt. It doesn't give you the same aura of The Undertaker as it used to. Maybe a decade, maybe fifteen years ago. Of like, man, that guy's gonna beat my ass. It's more so like, and even, you know, they they dropped the the doc, and they're gonna have a docuseries series on the Undertaker, which I think is fantastic. Um, fantastic, except for that that shirt he's wearing. Except for the <laughs> except, for, except for the shirt. Yes, one hundred percent. But I was on the edge of my seat watching that because it's mm-hmm. never we've never got that take on the Undertaker. But I think generally coming back to this is kind of the Undertaker we need to sit with for the remainder of his career because it's the one that we can believe. It's the one yeah. that who can tell us a story that like, yo, he may not have it left. And instead of like having to push through this thing and we all kind of grimacing and wincing at it as he's like taking, taking dirty tombstone pile drivers and all this other <laughs> Slip
0: Slipping, so, slipping. <laughs> yeah.
1: So it's like, I'd rather this, but those, those are just, I mean, they're, those aren't moments, but just the entire thing of that match. What, what would you say was yours?
0: Uh, obviously AJ's jeans. Um I, I I loved it. I loved the the OC coming out. Shout out to to Gallows and Anderson. Boy, they 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 stayed down until they got to this moment. Man, I got to shout out them too. Uh, showing up with the Druids. That was a really fun moment for me. I think all the callbacks. Once again, what's great about this in the Funhouse, which we'll get to in a second, is the callbacks and. It was there was something for everyone in these matches. Whether you were a fan of the Dead Undertaker, whether you were a fan of uh, the, um, the the American Badass, all of that was there for you in that match. And there were so many callbacks to all of that stuff. Um, obviously, I love AJ's hand at the end when he got buried. Um, I, I loved the the trash talk between both. They were calling each other bitches, and both like Taker was calling AJ boy a little bit, huh? A I
1: little mean, bit too much, but I mean. Yeah, I mean, I'm only gonna say because he he wasn't calling me boy. And if he was calling me boy, it'd be a <laughs> different story. You'd been six feet deep at this point because you know real Undertaker <laughs> at that point. Um But yeah, you know, I you know what I thought it was a great once again great production, great match. If this is if there's anything from this night one WrestleMania that you're going to remember, it's the theatrics and everything that came with this match. It's a main event that delivered at WrestleMania. Yeah, so it's just awesome.
0: Yeah. Real, real quick. Night one. Um, not a lot of the, the bigger matches are not really there. There were really only three big ones that we uh, want to talk about. Really four big ones that we want to talk about out of this eight match card are uh, Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. I think is my, I'm just going to go on a limb and say, as far as in ring, that was my match of the weekend uh, mm-hmm. for, for a lot really of reasons. Good. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought they they both brought it. I thought Rhea once again next level here. Again she's 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 bringing it. She's proving it. I know we kind of had our disagreements about this match last last week, but I think when you sit down and watch this it's like okay, you see kind of that Charlotte, like once again, when motivated <laughs> and against a performer that is kind of on a on a certain level, she can really bring it.
1: Yeah, I felt they had time um unlike, well I would say another thing on this match had time and just squandered it. Um, But they had time and they told a complete story, a wrestling match, Um, kind of young versus old. I wouldn't even say old, but present versus the future, all types of everything. And they delivered. I appreciate, I mean, I like that Ray Ripley Ripley went for the riptide early, couldn't really pull it off. I think that was a rookie mistake. Yeah. that it ended up paying for. And while Charlotte took her time, she really laid into the knee. And then when it was time. And she only did it once in a match. It wasn't like there was a false finish or anything with the figure four. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. locked it in once and it was over with. So it's kind of a different tale of like, okay, experience and, and all these other things. Charlotte Flair is up to the moment. I mean, she's undeniably the best.
0: Yeah, of, of all time. It I, th- I yeah. think it, it's her... Uh, what did you say? A second, probably Oscar.
1: Just hold it, just hold ready? it. Don't, don't answer that because we got some questions and will oh, okay. take all right. line. All right, all right.
0: All right. I, I'll leave it alone. Uh, second big match on this on this card. Uh, okay, this match isn't really big. But before we get to this match, Otis and Ziegler, how'd you feel about it? One, um, one, one word. One word. One word. One word. <laughs> <laughs> my one word is kiss. Mine was a moment. Okay. Shout out the Otis. Shout out to Otis. Moment. That's my that's my statement.
1: That uh, really needed the crowd, but moment nonetheless.
0: Edge and Randy Orton. I know you were waiting so long for
1: this match. <laughs> I see oh, it on baby. both sides. Uh, what a! It was just so fucking long. <laughs> it was so long, and just kind of this is a match. I compare it to kind of like. Well, I don't know how much there was. You can actually edit out this match. It's probably a 60 minute version of this match that exists, and they had to cut it down, honestly. Um, But this Edge and Randy match, it was brutal. It happened all over the PC. We got various things conference tables, offices, gyms. All these other places that we get, you can turn to the scenery of it all. It lasted so long, and it ended up overstaying its welcome. And it didn't hit the right moments at the right time. Mm -hmm. Quite honestly, I blame Randy Orton. So (laughs) I'm not going to blame Edge. Edge is a genius. I'm blaming Randy Orton for this. I'm going to say
0: I blame whoever uh, produced this match.
1: uh, I blame the last man standing match.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and again, it's like, like, come on, come on, guys. You already know that uh you know you already know that these are really long plotting matches and you know without the without the ability to have the won the crowd there or have the ability to you know bleed or you know do really crazy things so the pc only has a certain amount of things you can you can bump off of they had mm-hmm. to get really uh they had to get really interesting and and, and very uh you know, intuitive of what they did like you had edge climbing up like he was fucking spider-man like edge is very very much more athletic than he was before he left
1: oh yeah yeah 100 the man is feeling it and all this he doesn't have where years of wear and tear and spears off ladders and flaming tables and all the other stuff on him he looks fresh he looks great um we see a
0: lot of that in his training in the edge uh 24 special which let me tell you One of their best documentaries ever. ever
1: Phenomenal. Phenomenal. From beginning to end, really, really good. I think the last man standing match, I don't think it should be an answer for when we got our get real brutal. Um, Yeah. I think last man standing match should be an answer to who can do it better than the other, who can last longer than the other. It shouldn't be an end to a means of brutality, even though it is a brutal match, but it should be an end of who has the fortitude to kind of last longer, and we didn't in the in the program leading up to it, you didn't really get that, but edge and Randy it was a story of retribution and and you know thing like that I think if they just kept it a regular street fight or something it would have been really really good um but nonetheless m- to me the biggest disappointment of the weekend, unfortunately, I have to say it was that last man standing match
0: yeah i I'll, um, I'll agree with you there um yeah. I, I think you know you look at the card top to bottom like none of them had the and again, we were interested in we we thought this might have been a pre-tape or not like, a, you know, obviously they were all pre-tape, but a production. It would be more produced than like yeah. just in the same vein as uh, the Boneyard match. But it wasn't. And, um, you know, that was an interesting decision by them. But I also feel as though, uh, you know, we there was a, just a lot of. Anticipation and a lot of things that were that were expected from this match, it didn't quite hit there. I think Edge yeah. has another opportunity. I hope with another opponent that's not Randy Orton <laughs> to do this. Yeah. And I, I I look forward to seeing what his next view will be. What do you think it's going to be? A lot of people saying Seth. I don't think Seth's done with KO yet, uh, but that could be down the line, right?
1: Yeah, I, I think it'd still be down the line. I'm probably going to say it's. I think personally, it's going to be Seth. Um, It just seems like a no-brainer In my opinion Um, But we'll see I mean, we'll see Tapings are coming up I'm not sure if Edge is going to be like Full-time gig type of deal Um, But I'm sure they'll have him there In the next three weeks or so I think We'll see
0: Uh, Then we had Bray Wyatt Versus John Cena Uh, The the penultimate match Sorry uh, the yeah. Firefly Funhouse match. Now, this is the match that everyone's talking about. And before we get into this, let me just commend them for uh, for doing not only two produced matches like this, one, but, but two matches that were so different from each other uh-huh. in terms of spectrum. This almost seemed like a, a David Lynch Twin Peaks thing. And the Boneyard was like something you'd see in, in a grindhouse house
1: you know, movie from back in the seventies almost. Which one would win the Oscar? If they if these are both a Academy, Academy nominated movies, which one do you think would win the Oscar?
0: A Funhouse, uh by far. Fun Funhouse fun was a fourth wall that WWE rarely breaks to a point where I almost feel as though we should have expected it to be this crazy. And none of us did. Because from nah. the moment from the moment he redebuted it has been this wild.
1: I I here's what I think about this. I think generally the reason why we never expected that match is because as wrestling fans, we're conditioned to a certain thing. And a lot of it's a lot of it's WWE fault. I mean, I don't think they've ever done a match or a story or whatever the hell this was as nuanced with as many callbacks, which is with as many different things ever in history. This mm-hmm. is legitimately you can spend this is not a one watch match, which is something very rare. Other yeah. matches you can watch once and it's like okay, you get the experience of it. But to truly understand this match, you need to watch it a couple times. There was a lot of things I missed. I missed the whole Nikki Bella reference in this match of the you can look but you can't touch. I was like Oh, what you, the
0: fuck? I I caught that and I said, "Oh, he's green."
1: Yeah. <laughs> I I I missed you know, they're telling these stories, and you're still trying to explain it. The whole Cena with the NWO thing, and it's like, what if he turned heel? What would that kind of look like? And well, let's revisit it to this time and do all this other stuff. It it was a lot of playing on. Th- I mean, honestly, you guys could review this on late fees and see what the hell you come up with this. Well, but, well, what's interesting
0: was that Pat was watching both nights, and uh-oh. Pat was very interested in the Funhouse match, and he had a very positive reaction to both that and the Boneyard match. And he was like, they need to do this more often because this could get people like me to be into this more. And I, I thought that, you know, it was really cool that he got to see this mania more than anything. I know that it wasn't. He doesn't like the thirty
1: minute, thirty minute. Alistair Black versus Apollo matches.
0: Oh no! I, I mean, I don't know if he watched Raw, but I thought that no. match was phenomenal too. But no, that
1: was a banger. Yeah.
0: Um, um. But he enjoyed the production value on it. It's like it wasn't super it wasn't super expensive looking. It was literally the fun house. It was like st- still the same set, but it was, it mm-hmm. was seen through the years and also Cena. what if Cena? Yeah. What, but then was also turning the, the, the camera back on Cena and saying everything that you said about me, it was actually, you were talking about you. And I thought that yeah. was the interesting part there.
1: Yeah, you got callbacks of White, you got calls back of Cena, you kinda explore the career arc of Cena, what he brought, what he is, what he represents, what what people believe he is, the perspective from outside, the perspective from inside. They expect you know, like it's so much you can legitimately do a major long analysis of this match, which is something you don't get quite a lot. Um so I enjoyed it. I'm not sure when the next time I'm going to watch this match is because I kind of want it to settle in before I kind of jump back into it and want to take a look at it. I don't want to like jump back in too quick and it kind of fall out of favor with me. But from what I saw, it's another fantastic job from WWE. It's 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 the moment from part two you'll probably remember the most.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I love this. I, I, again, let, let's revisit this one day. Uh, because yeah. again, I think people are still processing it. Uh, main event was Drew versus Brock. Again, not much to say here. Uh, really short match. Drew kicked out of the, the, the F5 at one. Let me tell you, when Brock wants to make you, he will make
1: you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He and he will. He,
0: and he did that with Drew. And uh, once again, I, I think well, well deserved. I, I have no issues with Drew having the title, I do have an issue with them. Squeezing in the big show match at the end of Raw, I didn't enjoy that at all. I thought Raw was really great on Monday, <laughs> but until that last ten minutes, I it, they lost me completely. I tuned out.
1: So I'll say this: I'm on the other side of the spectrum where I thought it was a cool thing that, once again, these, this is WrestleMania. This is kind of a one-on-one of one WrestleMania, kind of in a vacuum. I thought it was something that had never been done. And I mean, the previous things we've seen done in terms of pay-per-view main events, it's like if WCW cut off too early and like we weren't able to see the main (laughs) event, you get it on the next night. Um, It's similar to this type of thing where they were just like, we're holding on to something, something major happened in the main event, and we want you to tune in. It was very WCWS. Don't get me wrong. Um, But I just felt like. I, I like the fact that I was like, I have no idea what's going on right now. Could this really be happening? And that's kind of the general feeling of how I felt. I, I more relate to the feeling of this match than actually Big Show being a contender and showing up after WrestleMania and doing all this weird old man shit. Um, yeah. But how did you feel? I mean, in terms of just, I guess, what I said, I don't know. How do you feel about it overall? Just the Drew what, versus what? Big Show overall?
0: It was boring. I th- I thought it was it was again like, what a way to and, and you know like people always say you know they WWE pushes people down our down our throats and stuff like that. But like when you finally like
1: see this, it's like okay now I see now I see why they say that. <laughs> but you saw the big show. Uh, to me, I saw the big show. I was like, here they go again with this motherfucking big show. I don't and buy then it. I also saw like. The big big show on Netflix. And I'm like, wait, are they really going to do this? That's what it, in my.
0: I, I didn't buy it simply for the fact that I didn't see the big show crying, and then two months ago he got his ass beat on Raw. Why well, do I don't think he's gonna he's gonna pull this off now? Get out of here! Yeah. Bro. This happen. is true.
1: This is true. Um, yeah, but
0: that know, was Mania. I, I thought that was two, Mania. I thought I, I thought a seven point five and an eight show. I thought night two was like a seven.
1: No, actually, I'll wait till the I cops get it. I'll wait till the cops carry me away for what I think about this show. No, I'm kidding. I can't,
0: I can't give night two a seven because the fun house and the main event I thought brought it back for me. I give it like I, an eight and 8.5.
1: You know, I'm once again, this, these manias are so bizarre to me. To rate them, I love the certain matches, but they all, they all exist in a vacuum for me. I do want to say one thing that we didn't yet to talk about. Um, I thought Bailey did a great job at WrestleMania.
0: Spectacular.
1: I thought Bailey just kind of. I'm always been like here or there on Bailey. It's either here or there. Like, yeah. but she has been filling out this heel character since she did it the night after Survivor Series. And or the show after Survivor Series. And she has been delivering it. And, you know, they're leading up to this program with Sasha Banks. It looks like I think she's probably going to turn sooner than later. And they're going to have this match and money in the bank or something. But she's done such a good job. So that's all I got to say about that match.
0: Yeah. So uh, let's get into
1: Hot Takes. It's been a while. It's (laughs) been quite some time. And we got quite a few Hot Takes. There's a it's let's Wild. get to
0: a, let's get to a lot a of lot. them so that we can we'll, we'll get to them well, and we can we can close out with them
1: one more uh, uh, just one more thing um quick news Ray Ripley heard her yes. expired
0: yes <laughs> yes I almost forgot about that um very 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 shocking I know people will probably be like why didn't they catch that and it's probably because for the past three months in the United States we've been dealing with a global pandemic so that I I I'm willing to give a benefit of the doubt here because it probably got real wild over the past couple of weeks with people not yeah. being able to move. But um, I think that, uh, you know, it sucks for for Rhea. I think that it's really dangerous, really, really, really dangerous for her to go back to Australia where she is way more susceptible, you know, just flying over there to receive the, you know, Coronavirus than than anything. I I think that again, Mm -hmm. like it's just sucks the the way that this is this has gone down and the timing is is terrible. Um, Obviously, Charlotte is the champion now. So you can you can give Rhea some time off when she comes back. She can she can potentially get her rematch or go to a new program. But there's really terrible news all around for her
1: right um and a couple more quick things once i mean we talked about it just briefly but bianca belair debuting monday night raw bianca belair is raw how do you feel i mean we've been wanting this forever <laughs> we were just like move bianca up move bianca somewhere she's done in nxt she's yeah. done everything that she can she's improved to a point where we think that she is capable to have these matches on the main roster to me to mean she looks like a main roster star yeah. um she's <coughs> just doing everything we can. Um, you know, she's with the Street Profits. I'm sure this is just a way to kind of like introduce her into the fold before they kind of have her do her own thing. But shout out to Bianca Belair for having a WrestleMania moment. Um, she
0: she looked good both nights. I thought that the perfect person to put her against was Zelina because Zelina will bump like, a, like crazy for her. And I thought that she made her look really good on Monday.
1: Yeah. And then also we had the return of Nia Jax, another possible contender for Becky Lynch's championship in the future if they decide to go that route.
0: Yep. Uh it's, I'm whatever on it. You know how we feel about Nia Jackson on this show.
1: <laughs> I um, I bangs in Nia Jackson. So, you know, if they can make her into something bitch Please, prove to not be able Becky to do, not Becky please. It's going please. to be Becky. You know it's going to be. But there's no other way unless they do Oscar. You know, they might do Oscar, who knows. Um <laughs> let's see. Uh let's get into hot takes. Yes. The hot Hot Take Hotline, we opened it up for the first time in quite some time, and you guys responded in a big way. Let's start with the first hot take. This one comes from – actually, This is. let's start with an anonymous hot take um, that came through some other means. I'll, I won't divulge it at all. Okay. Um, I'm very interested in this one. Um, let's see. It goes – Hard, of course it's about aew it's like aew and wwe so see how you feel about it hardcore aew fans are hypocrites and they're ruining wrestling the same people that said aew is done good under the circumstances said wwe needs to shut down in the same breath before wrestlemania and they spent the last two weeks trying to bury what was a really good show they're trying to clear the lane for aew and it's corny what do you think about that
0: I do think I again, Twitter's an eco chamber. I think if you log off Twitter, I don't think there's anyone really noticing or caring about what that company's doing. They're mostly talking about, oh sh- oh shit, WrestleMania is gonna happen, but it's not gonna have fans. Like even if you were to look on Twitter, there were a lot of people that um that we're like, oh wow, this is interesting. You know, there were people that usually wouldn't watch the show that were watching it because of the means that you could watch the show on. But I think once you tap into the echo chamber and the us versus them mentality on Twitter and social media, absolutely that that was going on. I, I but I think like if you're gonna do one, you got to do you got to do uh, both. You know, you, you yeah. got to say if, if if it's not right for WWE to do it, you got to say it's not right for AEW to do it. And it's I not think
1: right Mm hmm.
0: And I I think it's even more kind of crazy that they even had like people in the crowd at one point, like the first week that they did it. And they were saying, you know, like like Mills, you know, it really made you uncomfortable that Cody was like, you know, we're not going to be afraid of this. We're not going to we're not going to sit in the house, you know.
1: Right. It's kind of arrogance in the face of a national pandemic and disaster. It's it's it it came much more of arrogance than like, you know, proudness or like safety. yeah, there's some. It's just you know, it it was crazy. Um, we got a lot more AEW hot takes. I'm going to start with one that was. I mean, I'm going to go through some of the WrestleMania ones, and we'll get to some of the AEW ones in in quite some bit. Um, this first one comes from. I'm afraid to say this name. I don't know why. <laughs> we told people to submit anonymous names, but they are killing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't even want to say they're killing it. Um, this one comes from Chris Benoit's death diary.
0: Uh, All right, cool. Let's not announce. <laughs> let's not announce names like um,
1: that. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's not do that in the future again, guys. Um, the sudden br- and, and the only reason why I do is because I think it's an interesting take. Um, the sudden Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman hate online is corny. I'm confused where it suddenly came from. Bray is a character worker and even him not being in this o- even him not being this overly amazing worker has gotten bangers with Roman, Daniel Cena, Seth Jericho. Braun has three very good matches out of old ass big show in 2017. People need to stop. How do you feel about the hate for Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman, which uh which I can say I relate to because I'm not the biggest fan of them currently.
0: Bray's hate comes from the fact that as far as you can be a character worker as much as you want, but we live in a time where character work is not valued like it was in the '90s. Yeah, you know. So let's just be honest here: character work is not valued. So when you see someone like Bray, he got popular off of character work. But when you when when it started in the ring, you have people who love work rate. And you have people who love people having 30 minute matches, and Bray's just not that type of guy. I think that, and I think I'm guilty of it too. So when you look at his work in a vacuum, he's had two to three good matches against two of them were against the same person. Uh, Uh You could argue that one of them, the Goldberg match was good because it was Goldberg and, and, that was it, right, so, like I can't
1: even say, I mean, to be honest with you, uh, I don't even agree with all these people that he's <laughs> he's he's had two good matches, and both of them were against Daniel Bryan, yeah, I can't say that he's had a bangers with Roman Cena, Seth, and Jericho because to me, they weren't bangers, um I agree with essentially what you're saying, you can't. Bray Wyatt is an incomplete character in 2009, in 2020, and maybe it would have been different in 2018. I mean, ni- sorry, 1988, where that was so lauded and things like that and the you know larger than life thing. But he's an incomplete. It just doesn't work. It doesn't mm-hmm. work the same. And, yeah. and in, ter- in terms of Braun Strowman, um, the Braun hate comes from the fact that Braun has not seemingly improved over the last number of years and his prime was in 2017. And a lot of that was because of all the things that are given to him, but we it's have not seen any strides in Braun Strowman in quite some time.
0: Here, here, here's, here's where I'm coming at. He's has the same issue as Bray. Who's the one guy that's ever made him look good. Roman. Mm. Roman that's it. Yeah. That, if he's not working Roman, there's these, he's not, there's no one that makes him look good. So I think in, in the end, these are two guys. One is a character worker. One is a big dude. And I, I'll say that like big dudes don't take that much more work to get over whether they're heel or face. Like Braun can be really over as a face. He can be really over as a heel because he, he has he can connect with the crowd that way again. So maybe that is character work. You're right. But yeah. at the end of the day, when when the bell rings again, we're we're we're, we're moving on, on work rate. You know, like we're moving on people that that love to see the little guys move around. They love to see Roman jumping off the top top rope and stuff like that. Braun just won't cut the mustard because he can't have Roman Reigns matches every night. He's just not going to be able to do that. So I think that's where it comes from.
1: I think so as well. All right. All right. Let's go to the next hot take. This one comes from, um, is it Isaiah underscore 30? Um, This one comes from Isaiah underscore 30. It says, Becky Lynch's The Man character is getting stale. She needs to drop the title to someone. I I want to say Bianca or just anyone new and refreshing. If they continue to have recorded shows, whoever they put the title on, viewers at home will form their own opinion based off the, you know. It says, hold on. If they continue to have recorded shows, whoever they put the title on, viewers at home will form their own opinion and not based off of crowd first reaction. Plus, WWE can shape the shows that they're liking, especially Raw, because in Heyman, we trust. How do you feel about the people saying you want it off of you want it on someone new, not Becky?
0: What, what's wrong with her? I, I think I said this on Saturday when she pulled up in the truck and everyone was like, oh, this is so corny. I hate her. <laughs> blah, blah. I'm just like, I was confused. I was like, what? I was like, what's what's wrong with? her driving up in a truck. Like it, it, it was literally to me the most inconsequential thing. It was literally just, Oh, she drove up in a truck. It hit, it sparked such a, such a crazy negative reaction in people that I was seeing online that I thought it was, I thought that I was in like bizarre world. I was like, what did, did she like say something wrong? Like did it didn't have a Confederate flag on it? Like what, yeah, what, it's... what does, what did Becky do? And I, and I asked you this too, Mills, like what did she do? I mean, okay. I get that she, you know, might not have the greatest matches ever, but I mean, I don't know a lot of people at the top that do in wrestling. But like, what what did she do wrong that people turn on her so badly? Like I used to, Oh, go ahead.
1: No, I think it's generally, you know, so they have the character they've been kind of pushing this main character for for quite some time and it's been for over a year I think people generally have an exhaustion of the actual character and I think that's kind of what it is I think at this point in anybody's career as long as they've been on top to kind of keep them refreshing you have to do something drastically different or present them in a slightly different way and part of that could be turning heel part of that could be giving them a real circumstances where they have to fight against but I think generally as a performer Becky is still top-notch i think mm-hmm. she's really good i think she's what raw needs um she's the number one person in the company it's just kind of what you're going to get with this with the way wwe does with top guys
0: but yeah um, it's it's a problem this is, with, with like yeah. they're not allowed to push people that make the money like again they say like oh i want her to drop it now it's like okay and then, and then who's wrong with it
1: Right. You're I think, you know head what, head I, I I think in terms of keeping it in terms of just the actual character standpoint, um, I don't think there's anything I don't think they've gone fully as far as they can with the character. Becky Lynch isn't even on the damn show all, all most of the time. Um, I think more people I would say, honestly, people probably want to see a lot more from her. Um, but she's the top person It's just It is She's less of a To me At this point Now In WWE She's less of a character And becoming more of a product Which mm-hmm. is probably What people are seeing now And that's why they kind of like Shying away from it the whole, orga- the whole Organic nature Of this character Is losing its luster And what people are business? just like We want to see something else So what? I mean That's kind of what it is I think you'll get A different Becky Eventually I But Yeah, but as of right now, it's the same reason you're not getting a different New Day, but people aren't really complaining about the New Day. I want something fresh for the New Day, but I'm not saying anything's wrong with their character. But you – and they've been going for six years. You know what I'm saying? Like this has been going on for six years. So kind of imagine where Becky can take it if she can take it in that sort of fashion. Um, The next one comes from – let's see. The next one comes from – how can I say this? <laughs> the the next one comes from Taker's BLM shirt, Black Lives Matter shirt. Uh, wow, <laughs> that that's a good exist. one. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> um, or Blue Lives Matter. Maybe it's Blue Lives Matter. It's Blue shirt. Lives wow. Matter shirt. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, Diesel was Undertaker's first good Mania match, but at. But Triple H at 17 was his first great WrestleMania matches. In the history of great WrestleMania matches for The Undertaker, where do you think he actually started to have good matches?
0: Holy shit. Uh, the Flair match. <laughs> like,
1: the the Flair flare match. match is The big one. The WrestleMania versus Triple H, don't get me wrong, that's a great match. But it's for circumstances that have nothing to do with how Taker performed. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's a lot of the other chicanery. It's a great match, don't get me wrong. It's just, uh, it's, you know, I think... Honestly, I haven't seen Diesel versus Undertaker. I have, I've never seen it.
0: It's okay. Uh, I haven't seen a
1: lot of Kevin Nash. To be honest with you, he's like one of these wrestlers. I ha- actually haven't seen a lot of matches from him.
0: I missing a lot. To be honest with you, there. I didn't, I mean, think, so. <laughs> I
1: didn't yeah, think so. Yeah, I didn't
0: think so. I think maybe yeah, he's right. That Taker match. I'm sorry, he or she uh, is right. That Taker match, uh, and probably the HBK match at Mania. I think, and yeah, that's that's about it with me. I mean, a lot of the the. WCW stuff, he's more like promos there to me than anything else there. But mm-hmm. I thought the Goldberg Kevin Nash match up until the finish was pretty enjoyable.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. No, you're right. Um, next one we got from our good old friend, I mean always delivered, uh, Black Air Forces.
0: Oh man, welcome back, Black Air Forces.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um has two hot takes. I'll do the... There's a there's a non-wrestling hot take that he submitted. Um, I'll say it really quickly. Yes, it's wrong morally, but I'd understand anyone who wishes someone would cough on Joe Biden. Now, that's not nice. Oh, that's oh just <laughs> well,
0: he, he might die without that, so don't worry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, as much as the women's division is now, it's very rare that they tell good stories with the women that don't include the title, and Charlotte shouldn't have to be the only woman to get so much hate for being in the title picture. Um Women, it's very rare they tell good stories that don't include the title picture. Let's take that part of it. Um, I Ooh. think that's true. I think it's true. Uh, they kind of they they don't really kind of do they, they have very so on and so forth. I'll probably cite the recent one in memory was that Mandy versus Naomi thing that we all popped for. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that was a good match without that didn't need a title, but
0: I mean, go to impact yeah. the, the impact the the uh, the Sue Young stuff. I thought was good I, before I got the title involved. I thought it was a good story. Yeah,
1: yeah. They also had I um, I don't know. I guess it wasn't really good. I was going to say Natalia versus Lacey Evans when they had those string of matches on no.
0: Raw. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but no one was going on for an Natalia program. Um, yeah, you might be right. And then the second one is Charlotte shouldn't have to be the only woman to get so much hate for being in the title picture.
0: No, because like you said, with Becky Charlotte's a she's she's a brand. She's a product now. Uh,
1: Charlotte to me. So here's how I felt. Charlotte, I feel the same way about John Cena, and when John Cena was on the run, as long as that belt spun. John Cena was winning that belt back. No matter no matter what.
0: <laughs> um, as long as the belt says woman on it, Charlotte's going to win the belt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact. I mean, yeah. she's lucky she ain't come in and, and win those tag titles, both her damn self. Cause it, it, I mean, that's probably the next step for her, to be honest with you. Um, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I mean, that was a, that was a perfectly interesting take. Let's see what else that we got here. I want to get to some more WrestleMania shit before I get on this AEW hate. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna read that what? now. Um,
0: what, what? What is it?
1: All right, this one's a quick one. This okay. this one comes from Fuck AEW.
0: Oh, um, wow. okay.
1: <laughs> it said Firefly Bun- Funhouse and Boneyard Match are any are better than any of Matt's high school project ass deletions. All
0: right, uh, I I'd say they're they're both up there. Would they're you? both I, up there. They're,
1: they're no, both. I think they're all they're all on par. The deletion yeah. thing. How do you feel about the the general thing that Matt Hardy's inspired a lot of these things that have taken um, place on WrestleMania this weekend?
0: So how are you going to give Hardy the flowers and not Jeremy Borash, who probably headed up both of these productions?
1: You, yeah. g- you got you, you
0: can't have one without the other. So I think you got to okay. if you, if you're going to give Matt the flowers, you got to give Borash the flowers
1: too. Um, let's see. It says this one is from No Smoke says okay. I don't get why people hype up Paul Heyman and his raw booking like it's perfect. Oh, I wow. think all the shows since Rumble have been dope, but I'm missing what makes his booking stand out outside of Internet Darlings being pushed. That's a hot take. That's, that's um, a real
0: hot take. I like that. Um, I, I, Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, I think Paul Heyman's booking stands out because it's not short-term, it's long-term. You haven't seen... He pays attention to a lot of things on television and things you want to see, especially if you're watching a show. He makes sure there are things that you want to see on said show, like a ladder match featuring Andrade versus Rey Mysterio, Mm -hmm. like three Buddy Murphy versus Aleister Black matches where you get in and you see the progression of the matches and you want to see it by the time it comes to Raw. Like these programs where you introduce a Shayna Baszler or you introduce a a Bianca Belair or you have Apollo Cruz go 30 minutes on Raw because you know he has it in him and it's just the right person's not bringing it out as opposed to like, there's nothing we can do with him. He can't talk.
0: Um, to, to your point with that, everyone, it's almost like the 90s. Everyone has a, a purpose. Eric Rowan had a purpose for a couple of weeks there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Drew McIntyre before he won Rumble or in between the moment, you notice he never got a feud in between that, but he has something to do. And yeah. we never noticed it also it, we said it on the show we hadn't even noticed until around January that KO and Seth had never had a one-on-one match yet and that's when we yeah. knew oh this is the mania program so like I, I think Paul Heyman's booking has the sensibilities of the 90s that we all loved but with characters from today and the same uh the same vibe from today that we have to get used to or we have to we, we've been used to so it's still WWE product but it's booked in a way where it's like he's not treating you like he's stupid like you're stupid And and like SmackDown makes me actively feel as though, what am I doing watching this show? (laughs)
1: Every day, every Friday, I'm like, why why did I even bother? You know what? Because there's nothing else on Friday.
0: And Um, it's like it's booked so 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 ridiculously. So it's easy to see, like, okay, maybe it's not the greatest book thing. Maybe it's not the 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 most. You know, it's not art. It's not you know, uh, you know, fine art. You know, but the thing that where AEW works and where Raw gives you credit. yeah. It gives you credit. He gives like AEW gives the fans credit for watching raw gives. I think raw stands right next to that. It gives the fans credit. I, I think it's something that NXT's lost too, where it's literally NXT is a flat. Uh, it's flat. It's literally the yeah. same thing over and over again. It never goes up or down. Like it's just flat. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I think it's, it's different. And that's why it, it's praised.
1: Um, we have an NXT one right now, just in okay. case we bring it up and then we'll go to all the AEW hate and then we'll get out of here. Um, Johnny and Champa going. Oh, this one's from Pharaoh, by the way. Johnny mm-hmm. and Champa going along with their feuds and matches has hurt their value and lessened their feud.
0: Mm, no, because I'm excited for Wednesday.
1: I'm excited because it's the end. Uh, <laughs> I'm the the feud itself to me was dampened when they brought it back for no particular reason. I thought it had a ending, albeit not the best ending, but it had an ending, and it didn't seem to be an organic ending. It just now it kind of seems like Johnny Johnny's heel turn to me happened in response to nothing. It happened because... He lost. <laughs> it, yeah. It, it essentially seemed to be like, all right, we got to finish this up. But it's just like, you guys are just friends months ago. To me, it didn't make sense why it happened. Um but they, it looked like they, they
0: attempted to explain it this time
1: and and here's the thing like everything goes wrong like remember the first the second time they were supposed to have this match and then Ciampa got injured and then they had to do no it was supposed to be a triple threat match with Alistair and then one of them got injured so they couldn't Alistair. do it and then Right. It was supposed to triple threat. with Alistair. Alistair got injured. Then they had to push up the third match early. Then they were trying to do it again for the New York show. And then Ciampa got injured and then they do it again. And now they're trying to do this match again at TakeOver again and WrestleMania's. And TakeOver fucking canceled. <laughs> this this program to me is stung-bitten. Let's finish it up. Let's get it out the paint. Let's never mention this again. And let's never get these two close to each other again. I hope one of them moves to a different show. Because this has gone on long enough. It's it's gone on so long that it's so many problems have arisen because of how long it's gone. Um it devalued, the devalued. Yeah. Devalued. It, it devalued everything. Like just why are we trying to fit this and to make it work? So I kind of agree with it. Um, I don't agree with them as characters or in their value. No.
0: Yeah, I, I thought for a second there, both of them were still relatively high, especially when they moved into the Wednesday night live era. So mm-hmm. I, I can't say they are, I think that, um in the beginning when we all were like, why back in February when they went back to it? But I think that again, I we're all waiting for, for Wednesday. We all know they're gonna kill it. I think people need to stop doing is acting like their matches were bad and <laughs> let's just
1: yeah. keep so it me, here. the just,
0: problem is a story. The problem is a story, not the just
1: the matches for me is kind of a problem and everyone kicks out of everything. Then he kind of tell a shitty story. But I that's just that's just personally me. Um Ooh, I see another one. But that's not AEW one. First, uh, I'll say this uh, really, really quick one. Um, this one comes from Facts, no cap. Uh, people will turn on Drew before SummerSlam, when they remember KO's on the same show. I don't think that'll be the reason they turn on Drew. But, you know, I mean, it, it might it might
0: <laughs> they'll turn on Drew because it's the same reason why they turn on Kofi, same reason why they're mad at Becky driving cars. It's because they they win all the time. And yeah,
1: and I think personally, they'd be like, these matches aren't as good as I thought they were going to be, <laughs> Yeah. especially when they're putting him against Big Show and fucking all these other people. It's 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 hard to market Drew as a face champion. Cause he has nothing to fight from under. Have you seen him? It's fucking huge. <laughs> he's gonna have to turn.
0: I I felt as though the Big Show stuff was kind of leaning there. Don't you think? Like when he was like, "I'm not yeah, gonna fight no. you." Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, no. it's it. I think that as well. I mean, Big Show is one of those only few competitors that can make Drew look like he's fighting from under. Um yeah. But you, you won't have that luxury for a while. And then also, yeah. You, you're seeing it now, and I think the the Big Show match is part of it people would probably start turning off of that. He was like, Oh, this guy is just going to keep winning. Yeah. Wow. wow. That,
0: that's what we're going to turn. I, I do think KO is, he's in line for some yeah. big come Boston. I don't think it's the title. I would really love to see KO and Brock. I'm not going to lie to you.
1: Mm. Let's see. All right, let's go to the AEW hate. Um, <laughs> uh. This one comes from – we'll get some short ones and, you know, wrap up. This one comes from Main Event. It says, if Dean Ambrose versus Jack Swagger is the next AEW title feud, I'll never watch AEW again.
0: Oof. <laughs> well, I, I don't – I mean, meals you watch more than, than me. I, watch, I, I, watched watched it. I, <laughs> I I just watched in
1: weeks. The challenge is back.
0: I just watched last well, – I watched some of it last week because Kenny had a match. But – um. I can't say that that's the smart thing to do with John Moxley as in giving him old WWE guys a face. I thought that that was what he was trying to go away from. Um, I, I think, like, I mean, I don't know if this comes up later in hot takes, but let me just say, like, I would be really concerned if I was there with the fact that you can't have fans in the, in the crowd for these shows because I think, bar none, what WWE showed last weekend was that their production value and that their positioning in, in pop culture is always going to trump over whatever people on the internet say.
1: Yeah, no, you're and, right.
0: And if AEW can't produce to that level, and I don't think that they've been able to do so thus far in this era of no fans, I don't think they've been able to produce to that level. And I think that if WWE catches a stride, like they're, they're on a hot streak right now, and they continue that, it's going to look really bad for AEW.
1: <laughs> I agree. <clears throat> Next one comes from Tony Khan. It says oh God. <laughs> <"The> dark... <clears throat> Tony Khan, C O N, not Khan. Um this dark order shit that Brody Lee has been on has instantly killed any appeal he has leaving WWE. 2020 billionaire Ted parody shit. I wouldn't say it's killed it, but it's it To me, it's not necessarily, I think, the way. I think always the problem with these wrestlers moving to different companies is how when they move to different companies, they always still manage to associate themselves with whatever WWE is. I think you want to disassociate yourself with whatever they brought because you want to prove that you have more to offer him trying to. Is a parody of this billionaire character from the WWE to me is kind of the wrong way to go about it because it doesn't really establish you as Brody Lee. Establish you as a disgruntled employee from WWE who's taking your talents elsewhere and you want to shit on the company. It worked once in mm-hmm. ECW, Stone Cold mm-hmm. Steve Austin, WCW. It worked once. Brody and is that not that. Yeah, he is not that. It, it, it really just worked once and it really helped be. You know, everyone takes that as a thing because it helped, you know, Steve Austin and ECW, then he moved to WWE, he becomes Stone Cold Steve Austin, he becomes the biggest guy in entertainment, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. This is not gonna continue to work after we've seen retread of this for decades. This is not new, this is not original, this is not something. Brody Lee, Dark Order, just give me the matches, establish to me why you're Brody Lee. I think if anyone deserves to have a gripe with WWE in terms of how they were used, it's you. Um because I think you're a great performer and I think you have a lot more to offer than they had for you to offer. Tell me that story. Don't tell me the you know, don't change don't the dark mention order. Them, and... Don't don't mention them at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How about you that? Like, AEW problems.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like don't mention them at all. For one, the dark order, you're putting a, a, a big a big fish in Brody Lee in a in a in a kiddie pool in this in yeah. this brand, in, in this in this whatever the hell they are. It's a te- it's a, just a terrible gimmick. You've already said it. You know I'm not going to retry what you said, but I think it's corny. And I think everyone that sees it every week, that that when those segments come on, it's also super insider, to a point yeah, where
1: super insider
0: to a point where like if I was someone who was coming in and saying I I want to see WWE's doing, I want to see AEW's doing. I don't listen to podcasts. I don't watch Being the Elite. I don't know what a something to wrestle is. I don't know what any of these podcasts are. What what is this? This is yeah. really weird. This is a really weird five-minute segment. I, and I didn't laugh at all because I didn't understand what they were talking about.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's really insidery, which I guess is the fans that you cater towards. But at the end of the day, it's like, yo, don't you want new fans? Don't you want people to stop associating you with how you're just a guy WWE never used properly instead of like, yo, this guy fucking kicks ass? Like, that's what it should be. Um, Let's see. Whew. Okay, this one comes from Simma. Sim. It's uh, six months into the company existing. I've only seen a few AEW matches worth checking out. Shit is mid. Needs. <laughs> it's okay to admit it. Um, next one comes from... Huh. All right, this one's an interesting one. I haven't fully read it out. This one literally just came down the pipeline. Um, Doug is Christ. You know how the Milwaukee Bucks have Giannis, but as a courtesy, they signed his brother to the team as well? That's what WWE... <laughs> With having Jeff Hardy and being kind enough to keep Matt around, what are the chances AEW gives us a certified all time mid elite tag team of Matt Hardy and Cody? Um, Oof. Shit, make it a stable and add Sean Spears to it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Woof, woof. Listen, I, I, I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything more telling than one week you you introduce both Matt Hardy and Brody Lee and then the next week you completely squander both of whatever the hell they had.
1: <laughs> Yo, just to be clear. <laughs> The, what they did on SmackDown will always trump the little teleport thingies <laughs> that happened on that AEW show. And people
0: trying um, to say that they robbed it. and I was like, No, they they literally they looked at the homework and said, oh, let me improve this. First of all, <laughs> let me just say,
1: <laughs> that was so dumb. Um, yeah, and, and here's the thing. I don't hate AEW. I actually think more times than not, they put on a better show than NXT every some weeks because, like you said before, NXT is flat. It just is. This is the flat earth of fucking wrestling shows. Nothing happens. And when things do happen, it doesn't happen next week. It's kind of flat. Um, but they're going gonna—they're their own worst enemy in some certain aspects. Um, let's see if we can get one more. Uh, we'll do one more. This will be the last one. It'll be something that you will like. Uh, hold on. Let me see. Before I want
0: to. Yeah, read that. Make sure there's not any.
1: Kirsten, no, I was,
0: I was, Wall's weight, <laughs>
1: weight I was thinking, I was thinking, um, if I wouldn't do another one, but no, I'll do this. Wrath Trollens, um, Finn Balor is perfectly brilliant in his current role as a tweener heel, he should never be babyface ever again.
0: Uh, this is the role I think w- that was meant for him. I, I, but I do believe that I, I and I love what you said earlier. Meals about people being a brand. I think that Finn got caught in being a brand very quickly with the demon stuff. And mm-hmm. he, that, that became his only identity to a point where he had to go back to where he was to create one. And mm-hmm. I think that this is a great, a, a great, you know, position for him. Um, I was unsure on the heel stuff because he was getting cheer. But I think if, if anything that Paul and everyone in NXT did, that was, they made him a tweener very, very quickly so that he, you know, pretty much faced off against anybody. Um, I, and there are very few tw- tweeners in any company, really, right? Like there are very few people that that kind of toe the line that uh that Finn does. So again, he's an yeah. original character. Um, I, I really like you know what he's doing with the character. I just wish the matches were a little bit better. I, I haven't really been excited for like a Finn Balor match in a long time. I thought, I thought the Gargano match was really good. I thought the Riddle match was kind of eh. It was okay, but I, I think that I'm still waiting for Finn to have that one match in this character that that's gonna wow me.
1: No, you're right. You're right. I mean, that's the. I agree with you. Um, I'll say that this is the end of Hot Takes. Thank you for everyone who submitted. We got a ton of takes actually submitted. We have, weren't able to do anything, but I'm pretty sure we'll do this more in the future, especially with these tape shows and nothing really progressing like that. Yeah. Um, but so I'm sure we'll do this more in the future. So, of course, we'll always submit the link when we're ready to do Hot Takes. But I mean, that's it for the week. Thank you guys all for submitting for to the Hot Take hotline at this point.
0: Yes and and thank you. I can we, can I can I keep adding more? Can, can we do more next
1: week? Um, you know what? Sure. Let's do more. Yeah, let's <laughs> you want to finish up this batch? You want to finish yeah. up, up this batch? There's still more. It's just of uh, varying degrees of a uh, There's a Oh, there's a there's a good one. Let me say this now. Seth Rollins is the new Mr. WrestleMania. Yes. By Alexander Simpson. New WrestleMania. Yeah. Seth Rollins. Yeah.
0: Yeah, if Charlotte yeah. if Charlotte is able to be Miss WrestleMania, then I think Seth he, he holds it. Yeah, Charlotte either, might
1: be <laughs> Charlotte might be both. Charlotte might be men and women. Uh, yeah, she might she got bangers every time.
0: I think that um, it's either Seth or Brock. I, I'll, I'll say that um yeah uh thank you guys for listening to the a show so much uh we really appreciate bringing this content to you guys every single week during this really trying time in the world we hope you guys are hanging in there we are too we're we're right there with you please subscribe to us on apple and spotify uh and leave us a comment leave us five stars let us know what you're feeling follow us at rnc radio live for the latest and greatest in rnc radio including this channel itself rnc radio's main channel the lookout and more uh so until next week Thank you guys for listening to The A Show.
1: We'll see you next week. Happy Roots of Day. Wash your hands. Clean your phone.